0: Hey guys, how you doing? It's Brad again with ATREpodcast.com, all things real estate. Got a great show for you today. Going to talk to you a little bit about communication. Communication keeps making me way. Anyway, can't sing, right? Communication. Let's talk. Being able to communicate effectively is perhaps the most important of all life skills. It's what enables us to pass information to other people, to understand what is said to us. I mean, think about it. When you were a baby, your mom and your dad had to listen to everything you were crying about or whining about or chuckling about to really kind of figure out what you were saying, what you were trying to communicate And then as a baby, you have to really listen to us and figure out that no means no and yes means yes. And when we're clapping and smiling, that that's a way of us communicating to you that you did well. Communication is something that you start at a very early age, guys. And it's so important that you keep it up and that you keep trying to refine those skills. In real estate, communication is always being on top of a situation, Keeping your clients informed of everything that's going on. Now, you don't have to let them know, I am now doing this, I am now doing that, but you need to be a problem solver. You need to anticipate problems before they happen. You need to strategize with your clients. And if you think there's going to be a problem, let your clients know. Just say, hey, look, I've been doing this a while. I'm hoping there's not going to be a problem, but I generally don't have a good feeling about this. Let me check on this. Then whoever you're dealing with, call, email, text, do whatever you have to do to get the information that you need. I'm in the middle of a transaction right now. It's crazy. I mean, just absolutely crazy. The whole time the agents are telling me, oh, we are the easiest to work with, we're fine, no problem, no big deal. And you know, generally they've been great. But the test of a really good agent, it really comes out when things aren't going so well. So about a week before we were gonna close, I actually started to think to myself, well, I haven't heard anything about loan docs. Now the loan officer is not calling me back. So I call the buyer's agent and I say, listen, I don't know why, but I'm not having a good feeling about this. We should have loan docs coming in in the next couple days. I haven't heard anything, what's going on? No, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. Don't worry, Brad, don't worry, I'll take care of it. We get to three days before close. I haven't heard anything. And I'm like, there's no way now they can get loan conditions, get loan docs, have the buyers sign them, send them back and fund. There's just not enough time now. And I know that. So I find out that the buyer's loan officer has to order a second appraisal, even though the first one came through, they now need a second one. But instead of them calling me to tell me I had to call them. Anyway, I pry it out of them. I find out we need a second appraisal. The appraiser calls me and I end up meeting the appraiser the next day, smoozing with him, And he again brought it in at value, just like the last one. So that's good news, right? The buyer's agent says to me, no problem. Appraisal's in, we have clear to close, we're gonna close. Now, in the meantime, we were supposed to close on like the third of the month. It's now like the fourth so they said, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We want to close. We're going to close by the 14th. So we'll give you $100 a day per diem. And we said, oh, you know, that's not a lot, but we'll take it. Okay, no problem. It sounds like everything's going fine. They've already removed their contingencies. We're good. So it gets to be the ninth. No word on loan docs. Can't get a hold of the agent. The 10th, same thing. So I send over an email. Hey, what's going on? Can I please get an update? Now, mind you, this whole time, every day, twice a day, I call my sellers. I let them know exactly what's going on. I let them know about the lack of communication and I let them know what to expect and what we can do. And then I strategize with them and let them know if we do this, what to expect. Okay, so that's all going really well. Now, my clients are giving me no pressure because they understand what's going on and appreciate the way that I'm keeping them informed. So I'm emailing first thing in the morning texting, having escrow email, just trying to get some sort of answer. I get an answer from the buyer's agent. It was something to the extent of we don't complain or cry when there's a problem. We take care of things. We don't need to call and bug anyone three times a day. We just take care of it. Now, meanwhile, escrow still not closed. Their communication is horrible. I'm having to chase after them. Escrow is having to chase after them and it does no good. And it makes everybody upset. But in the meantime, all they had to do, send an email out and say, Brad, we're trying our best. We're really not sure what's going on. We're going to have an answer for you today. And then get back to me. But instead, I'm chasing after them non-stop. And I'm being very honest with my clients because I want them to know what's going on. So now I've let them know, okay, if I don't have the loan docs by this day, I am going to now file what's called a notice to perform. Now, in California, a notice to perform is something you have to give the buyers or the sellers, whoever is not performing, you have to give them notice at the end of that 48 hours, you have the right to cancel and possibly keep their deposit. You know, it's usually up to 3% of the purchase price. And in this case, it's over $20,000. No buyer is going to want to lose it. Now, frankly, I've met the buyers and they're really nice people, and I know that they would like to close on the property, but again, can't get any answers. Now, I do think the property is going to close, and I do think that the buyer's agents really just feel like they are great agents and that they don't have to answer to anyone, but it's really a bad way to build a relationship with another agent who you could possibly do more deals with. Because again, and I've said this in previous podcasts, what happens? Now they're going to come across my desk again. I may not remember them because I do do a lot of business. So what I would end up doing is typing their name in and going, oh, that's right. They were the agents on this house. Oh, that's right. Their communication was horrible. And they used this lender and then all that lender's name in there. And if we're in a multiple offer situation, nine times out of 10, they're not gonna get the deal because I'm gonna show that to my client and say, look, here's what I dealt with last time. Now it closed, but this is the unnecessary stress that they put my clients under. Is that something that you wanna be a part of? So I can't tell you enough how important it is to just really be honest and forthright with people. Don't always look for the easy way out If you communicate with your clients or you communicate with other agents and you say, look, this may not be the news you want to hear, but you know what? We're going to close. We're going to close on this date. I'll tell you what. Let's do another extension. We'll pay you $200 a day this time. We're so sure we're going to close. And make the agent and the sellers or the buyers or whoever they are, make them feel comfortable with the transaction. It's so important, guys. Listen, we're all on a team here. But like the email I wrote to the agent today is, how can I trust you to do another extension if I can't get an answer out of you now? Why wouldn't I just cancel, get another buyer in here, and take your buyer's deposit? Which, in all of my years, I have never had to take anyone's deposit. I don't believe in it. I don't, I don't want to do it. It's horrible for the buyer. In this instance, though, the buyer's agents are going to cost these buyers 20 thousand dollars. But hopefully, in the meantime, it'll close. We'll see, right? So I just wanted to let you know about communication, how important it is. Just keep everybody involved. Keep a paper trail of it so no one can say you didn't give the right updates or communication. Can you imagine if this buyer goes and sues their agents later and then I get pulled into court with every one of my emails begging them to answer me or give me some sort of response? They're not representing their clients to the best of their ability. They're not representing their companies to the best of their ability. We have not only a fiduciary duty to our clients, but we have a huge responsibility to our clients to represent them the way they would want to be represented. Maybe these agents are just people who don't like to be bothered. When I met one of the agents. The first time, he sat down and gave me his resume and told me how he was the number one agent at a supposedly big real estate company. It's one of those ones you might see on TV nationwide. Told me he's number one and he's the best and this and that. And I just smiled at him and I said, wow, that's great. That's wonderful. Didn't tell him anything about myself. My attitude is I don't care if you're a brand new agent and sold one house or you sold 4,000 houses. I expect communication from you. I expect you to do a good job. I expect you to be able to navigate through pitfalls. And one of the ways you navigate through pitfalls is keeping everybody informed. That's our show for today and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe, rate me, and leave me a review. If you leave me a review, I'll give you a shout out on our next podcast. If you'd like to ask me a question or you'd like to hear about any specific topic, you can email me at atrepodcast at gmail.com. And as my dad would always say, have an attitude of gratitude.